Hello, Trash Talk listeners. What happens when a professional here in Hong Kong shifts to the NGO world to make our planet better? You get a program like Clean Waterways Initiative, and our guest, Ellen Orgren, is here to tell us about why she left the corporate world to start it. So welcome, Ellen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so we were just hoping that we can get some inspiration from you that I think last December or something, you left the world of buying and shopping uh, exactly. in the corporate world. And now you're doing this amazing thing. So let us yeah, know. Yeah. Um, I've always, um, for my entire career, I worked in buying and merchandising. I lived in London and worked there for 10 years before moving to Hong Kong. Um, I've always been very passionate about the planet and our oceans and the environment. And um, my husband, Angus, who I met in Hong Kong, he's worked in the marine industry for many years and firsthand seen the problem of plastic pollution here in Hong Kong. He had an idea of a way of improving the current cleanup operation and the current boats that... Um, clean up the waterways around Hong Kong. Oh. And I thought it was a great idea, and um, we thought we, we need to make this happen. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so it was mutually with you and your husband. And exactly. a, little, a little background for the listeners. I got this before, but you're originally from Sweden, which you can't tell by your accent exactly. at all. Which yeah. We expect all, you know, Scandinavians to love the planet, so we... <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my husband um, has been sailing since childhood and... And also, I guess, spend a lot of time on the ocean and has the same passion. We live down in Sheko, so we go to the beach every day with our kids and our dog. And um, it just becomes very apparent what a massive issue it is. Okay, so then what, what is Clean Waterways Initiative? So what do? we've done, um, we've designed and developed a solar-powered cleanup boat. Um, so it's a six-meter-long catamaran. Um, essentially, so it's got two hulls and it's got a bridge deck between the hulls and it's got a big rake that will scoop up plastic and we'll sort the plastic on board the boat for recycling. Um, we're building four boats. Two will operate in Victoria Harbour and two in Aberdeen Harbour to start with. Um, they're 100% solar powered, so it'd be zero emissions and Oh, super yeah. fun. Will there be human beings on this boat? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, they're operated by one captain and one crew. So the captain will essentially operate the boat and the crew will help with sorting the rubbish before we dispose it, like I said, to um, recycling or, or landfill. Yeah, super fun. Yeah. And do, be good. We, do we get to volunteer to be crew? Or unfortunately, unfortunately, what we what we're doing as well is we are developing an educational program um, to just raise awareness around plastic pollution, um, and in order for the community and the next generation to understand how they can reduce single-use plastic. And, right. And, and you're you're working with Plastic Free Seas on that. Yes, I think. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. That's one of which our is awesome. Too. Yeah. yeah. And so the idea is maybe then the boat would come in and dock, and you do some education. So what we're going to do, we're going to do, pictures? we're going to do a, a, tour, a harbor tour on a different boat. So this boat is on, the actual cleanup boat is small and only licensed to have um, four people on board. So we couldn't really fit more people on it. Um, anyway, so the so the tour will be in another boat where participants will be able to view our boats in action and see the problem 
firsthand and and the ideas to get them to understand more about the ocean and and just single use plastic and the devastating effect it has on the marine ecosystems and how much stuff do you think you're going to be collecting? I'm sure you have an estimate of how much the boat is able to collect, like, say, the in boat, three hours, and then you dump it on it's, land? It's very difficult to estimate what we will be collecting, just mostly because it very much varies from day to day. It depends on the time of the year, um, the weather, the wind. You know, typically after a storm, I'm sure you know that the much water more is plastic, horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, the boat can take um, 1,400 liters per load, um, which is quite a lot. We think that we will probably just do one load a day, but if we can, we can offload more often during the day. So we'll just have to wait and see. And, you know, long term, we just hope that the loads will be smaller because we just hope that less plastic is going in in the first place. That's going to take a bit of time, but... Yeah, I think that's optimistic for now. But but anyway, yeah, long, long term. term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where will you offload the stuff? So we're going to work um, with the government. Um, the current contractor is called Kaifat Harbor Cleaning, and they're going to help with disposing of the landfill. But then any plastic um, and aluminium and hopefully polystyrene down the line will be able to re- um, recycle depending on, on the quality of the plastic. With plastic, we're going to uh, work with new life plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll... There Which be, is the PET plastic recycling PET and HDP. opening. Yeah, the Swire Baggio yeah, Alba, yeah. yeah. At Q4. Uh, exactly. Um, which is awesome. Yeah, so that'll be the PET, HDPE. HDPE. So does the crew sort it? Or on board. You, on board. Yeah. Fun. So as we pick it up, the boat has got a two-stage filtration system. So it's got a big rake that collects bigger pieces. And then there is a secondary net that can pick up smaller pieces of broken down polystyrene and things like that. And as the trash comes up on the sorting deck on the boat, the crew will divide it um, into different bins depending on where we're offloading it to. Oh, super cool. Right, so that makes sense. So they're working and sailing at the same time. Exactly. Sounds like the dream job. Exactly. Well, (laughs) where do I sign Do you need a job? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sounds like fun to me. (laughs) And, but obviously kind of, you know, nine to five as well. So, so then you're going to have to have, you know, you'll have two boats in Victoria Harbor, two boats in Aberdeen. Aberdeen. To start with. That's going to fill up quick. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there is big need for these boats all over Hong Kong. So um, the plan is, or hopefully we can put more boats in eventually and cover a bigger area. Right. It's all about funding. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, and you will pick up, it's not just plastic, but you'll pick up any everything, anything that's floating that we can okay. pick up. Yeah. And then back to the plastic free seas or the education initiatives with the boats, uh, then hopefully there might be a student trip to come out and exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're actually doing three different education programs. One is, um, together with plastic free seas and that's co-funded by the ECF. So we've had the ECF is the the Environment Conservation Fund. Yeah. So we've received a grant for this program that will run for initial two years. And that's a boat tour um, that we will do together with Plastic Free Seas. And then we're also doing a volunteering program um, that that is an HSBC WWF initiative that will be slightly different in that it also covers plastic pollution and single use plastics and, and way to reduce it. 
Um, but it will be land-based. So participants will walk down and view the boats in operation, but from the dock from the and land. then, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and then also partake in sorting the rubbish that has been picked up uh, and log some data. And that program will start next year. Oh, great. Yeah. It is citizen science, right? Exactly. Good. Yeah. And so can I ask what your ups and downs have been, uh, you know, leaving the corporate world and starting this initiative? I mean, it's amazing that we're sitting here and you've gotten all this done within the span of a year. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been awesome. And I think I think this is something that I'm very passionate about, which is, makes it really fun to work on, um, to actually feel that, like, we're going to make a difference um, it just makes sense. Um, it's been challenging in that we started building the boats in January and obviously the pandemic yeah, um, right. came in just a month later. The boats are built in China, in Qingdao, and we'd planned um, multiple trips for Angus to oversee the build. Obviously, with, with the travel restrictions in place, we haven't been able to visit the factory once, mm-hmm. which has been pretty challenging and have got us a bit delayed. Um, luckily, the yard that we've worked with have been awesome and been really good in communicating. And so Angus has been managed to oversee the build basically on FaceTime and spend just hours and hours on the phone. And and yeah, yeah. the first boat arrived here four months ago. So it arrives in a big container and then it's been assembled and, and all the electronics have been installed. Um, and Amazing. we're now ready to operate. Yeah. Yeah, and so we hope sometime before the end of the year we'll... Uh, Have all four boats in, in, in the water. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Ellen. Thank you. Thanks mm-hmm. so much for coming in and telling this story. So Trash Talk listeners, keep an eye out. You know what? I presume you have a Facebook page or something? We Cle- do. Clean Waters Initiative. Clean Waterways Initiative. Clean Water... Clean Waterways. Waterways Initiative. Initiative. So everyone go in and like it and follow it so you can find out when you can link up with this boat for their educational programs and just support them. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Ellen. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks a lot. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia.